another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buy me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktop and keep Block Talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Drag Race Germany has finally entered the controversial elimination chat. After dividing into teams, the girls got campy as they sold wild products. So who sold out and who found themselves out of business? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Germany. And with me is someone who loves buying weird shit because it's their brand. OG fag. Literally that part. Hello, hello. I don't know, like, just the timing recently and some of these recaps you and I have been doing, they just fit with you. They really, really do. And I also was like, I, of course, it's part of the episodes. So we're going to talk about it. But I'm back for another reading challenge. I feel like that's yes, been happening are. a lot, too. Yes, so thematically, it's like reading challenges and things that are in my lane. It's so it's it's working out. It's, it is working out. I'm almost wondering, like, are you a producer? Are you a secret producer? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Me and Candy Muse, the there producer. <laughs> Um, friends, no official drag race drag news of the week, but I do want to share something for all you New Yorkers out there who listen to the podcast and work in New York City nightlife. The time has come for you to nominate me for best podcast at the Glam Awards. Now, if you don't know what the Glam Awards are, friends, you can vote for me later because I guarantee they're not going to put it as anything but a public vote again. Um, but the Glam Awards in New York City are the for the best of the best, and I think I'm the best when it comes to the podcast. So I need y'all to nominate me for best podcast and best writer blogger, which really should we just just call it best journalist and then yeah. make us look better, whatever. So exactly. do your duty. If you have a voting code, do what you need to do. If you don't still go here and still have a voting code, it might actually work. So just saying, just saying. They should make it best journalist. That like sounds a little bit right? more together. Yeah, wait, that's such a good idea. I mean, here I I, I lamented to someone earlier today um, about the whole process because they're upset about it. I'm still upset about it, whatever. And I said, you have to remember that none of these categories have changed since like 25 years ago when this happened. So when you have best host, technically best host is not for like, oh my God, the best drag queen who hosts a show. No, no. Best host is for best host of a party. Um, but we don't nominate that way because Drag Race made us think only drag queens do nightlife. Yes, a little bit, a little bit. But that's me on my soapbox. That's it, <laughs> whatever. Um, if I don't get nominated, I will be very upset, but I will get over it and be like, fuck you, because we guarantee count all of your episodes together. It still does not equal the amount of episodes I put out. Probably not even the amount of episodes you do in a, in a single month or something. Yeah, like, that, <laughs> It's crazy. Especially well, there, there it is. I said it. I need um I'm apologize, friends. You're gonna hear it a lot. Um, just like my apology for still not knowing how to speak German. <laughs> um, fun fact, guess where my brother is right now? 
Where? Munich. Oh my gosh. My friend yeah, he's there for Oktoberfest. Um, he sent pictures already, and I was like, "Did you eat some uh, sauerbraten to calm your um and soak up your beer that you've been guggling because you're drunk right now? I can tell." But he like posted videos. He's like, "I don't know why everyone's standing on tables and hollering and hooting." And I was like, "Welcome to Oktoberfest in real Germany." I mean, perhaps one of the queens will make an appearance. Well, in Munich, there's only one queen, and her name is uh, Barbecue. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> she's free. She's, she can do a lot of things. She's available. Um, she's available. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality type of infection. We are shown with the editing of a television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, the real people can get an opportunity to go and tell them to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is said on the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Um, we knew this was going to happen. We were going to have an episode that we are not going to agree with the results. Of course, yeah. Now, I was of- of- offended by Miss Grad Queen and what she did with Melozine. Obviously, you were not as offended as I was. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you and I are both going to be on the same page here. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I found... That does not compute. Yeah, it really, I didn't think it made sense. So okay. I don't know what was happening this week. Well, the girls return to read Naomi's message. Tessa has a lot of respect for her, but she's glad she can be there another week. The girls tell her that she really put on a show, and she tells the girls that if there is one thing they can count on, it she can put on a damn show. And there is your foreshadowing. Right up front. They will do a wig snatch in Naomi's honor. And there, I learned how to count in German. I try, try. There we go. <laughs> um, but like, I kind of knew that already, thanks to the producers. Right, but you're picking it up. See, little, yeah. little bits and pieces. You'll get the whole language eventually. Eventually. <laughs> the queens walk in for a brand new day, and we have the Badgework family entering. It's Lorelai, Pandora, and Metamorkid, each with their own badges. Metamorkid feels great after winning. She's congratulated and is like, drag race Austria, as two Austrians have badges, only one for Germany. Meanwhile, our two Swiss lassies are, look over there, we have nothing yeah I'm like, where's the where's the drag race austria listen let's get it pop in nikita will say let them have that the austrians don't have much and then she will forget there are swiss people look at the homeland rivalries yeah we got some factions going victoria is reminded that she was not the top and she says it felt so good and says that daddy knows how that feels now she's not referring to me She's referring to our friend Pandora. <laughs> important to clarify. Very, very important to clarify. Um, now, I don't know really how Pandora identifies. I believe uh, she is a lesbian. Um, I have seen her post a photo with her partner um, where she went daddy and um, her partner went mommy. And I was like, oh, my God, you're all fucking hot. Yeah, the daddy thing is definitely a recurring it sure is. Scenario at this time. It comes up very frequently. And I feel like it works for her because like, like if they were like, oh my god, daddy to Victoria Scone, it wouldn't really work. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Clover Bish? No, she's not daddy. Nope. No. No. The alarm sounds. The day is officially underway. Our video from Barbie hints at bargain bins and products, so it's pretty clear that the rags to riches is a marketing challenge. But what are they selling? Well, Pandora says their dignity. I mean, this is Drag Race. Yeah, put it all out there. You got to be ready to commit. 
This week, both Barbie and Gianni join in on the fun together, but let's talk about Barbie. I mean, it looks like she just sucked off a metallic smurf. Those lips were a choice. Barbie, if there's one thing you know, it's that she's going to make a bold choice. It's very just, much that. It's, I mean, especially in the workroom, I feel like, you know. Because I, mean, I don't, I mean, I've looked at her Instagram a little bit. In public, out of drag, it's pretty standard, normal, out of drag boy. But for this, she's like, no, I'm putting on everything. Yeah, like quite literally everything. She's going to try it all. She's going to wear some of it all at once, even though it doesn't necessarily make sense. She no. is ready to just give it all. I feel like they, she's like, I have free Anastasia Beverly Hills and I'm going to make use of it. Exactly. The makeup, the clothing that she wears, just all of it. She's going to go full to the max. Meanwhile, I'd be like, no, I'm I'm stocking up. I'm saving it for the outside world, but I don't have it for free no more. <laughs> strategic, strategic. It's time for a legendary mini challenge. And the cinematic parallels of the Columbia Three are here. And as you alluded to earlier, I think it's perfect that you are here to discuss it with me. Um, because for those who don't know, Drag Race Mexico, Drag Race Brazil, and Drag Race Germany were all filmed back to back in the same studio in Colombia. And thus, a lot of the elements were kept the same or used in all three, one of which are the glasses receptacle. Those are the same furry boxes that were just used in Brazil, and they may or may not be the same glasses that may or may not have been sanitized. Yeah, it's it just kills me that they don't even switch the boxes, you know? Because they did for Mexico. Right, but then for these two being Brazil and then Germany, the fact that they kept the boxes the same, that the episodes pretty much aired around the same exact time, right. it's just literally it feels like we're in a parallel universe or something where everything it, is happening in Colombia. It really is like the multiverse where it's like the same studio, but it looks different and it's different shows. Like you could tell me that I am in a multiverse and I'm not really existing here. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Fully believable. Fully but believable. Are the glasses different though? They guess that's I think there were a few couple that I did catch with that were the same. I like the, maybe they did some like doctoring to it, but like the flower one was the same. Right. Right. Um, because that's my thing about it. You know, if you're going to use the same boxes because it's the same set and whatever, I mean, I guess fine, but I like with two cases like that, you would imagine there's a lot of sunglasses to choose from. So maybe then switch some of them up just in case you're going to repeat them. It mm -hmm. just helps it feel more distinct. I don't know. Well, friends, it is time for the reading challenge because reading is what? Essential to be on Drag Race. And something that they just have to check the box for at this point. Now you right now are wearing really cool, fun sunnies of sort. <laughs> what do you call them? Alien eyes? Well, so actually they're hearts. Oh, I see their so, hearts. Yeah. So they're sort of ski goggly hearts. And yeah, I was thinking we've had all these reading challenges with fun glasses. So let me try to bring my own little one, little own situation here, a little, uh, maybe something that I would wear. I'd look for something a little more outlandish to wear for the reading challenge. You I'm know? here for it. Let's go through these, shall we? Definitely. Lorelai and Nikita. What many don't know about Nikita is that Nikita works as a pool attendant. Her lips can be used as water wings. 
That was so good. I was was like, it made me have a lot of hope for the challenge because they started out so strong. I almost wish they would have saved that one for later, though. Lorelai on Tessa. Tessa is Swiss, but she's actually more German than all of us. So German, her skin is wood chip. That one... Lost in translation. Yeah, had to have been because... I, I mean, they all thought it was very funny, so I appreciated it, but no idea. I'm not, not sure if it was a skin color or or just, like, or feel or something. Yeah. I don't know. Lily on Tessa. I love the eyebrows from your entrance look. All four of them. <laughs> I thought that was Lee, good. That was good. That was good. Kelly on Nikita. Knee school, knee education, or as the subtitles say, no school, no education. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, well, that's what she said, right? She was like, thanks mm-hmm. for the merch idea. Gonna monetize that immediately. Kelly on Lily, I love your smile. Your teeth are so far apart. I think you can smile, blow, and sing at the same time. I love that. So cruel, so cruel. Kelly on Lorelai, don't know you. So this is another one where we talk about this often with the reading challenge. That's the first time it comes up, but some queens, they just pick a very specific thing and then everyone reads on that and it just loses the momentum and the originality factor so quickly. It's just sort of get a new concept, you know? Because it's one of those things, like I've obviously read her on the podcast a couple of times because those eyes are just like far away. Right. Um, They're like different continents. See, there's your read. Exactly. The problem here, it's not like Lorelai has been safe, safe, safe. She literally won a challenge. Right. And that was my thinking behind it as well. I don't even understand how you can use that once, let alone multiple queens trying to use it as a read, because it's just not accurate. Right, <laughs> you know, um, it almost feels like they only included it simply for plotline. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's what it is. Victoria and Yvonne, Drag Race. I've got a perfect show for you, Pharmacy's wife. <laughs> I thought that one was funny too. Was good. Victoria and Lorelai. Uh, what's your name again? And then she will clap back with "I want to budge when you were in the bottom, bitch." Yeah, and that's that's case in point, right? Because if you're going to give someone a read that they can immediately turn back around on you. Was it really a read in the first place? Clearly not a good one. Right. Metamore kid on Nikita, like Uncle Fester screwing a tennis ball. Now let's analyze this. Now, obviously we know who Uncle Fester is as Americans because the Adams family are one of the favorite families of our um, generations, of many generations. Truly notorious, yeah. Has the Adams family not made it to Germany? Right? I was wondering why it seemed like Nikita just had no idea. And I was wondering if that was a shared thing for a bunch of them. Because some of them laughed. Yeah, some of them did. And then also, if you didn't have the awareness, why would you make the read? So clearly there was some understanding. But I just thought it added a layer of funny that Nikita had no idea, apparently, who Uncle Fester was. That just I mean, surely they've done the Adams Family musical in Germany at least once somewhere. Gotta be. Listen. Minimore kid on Tessa. Tessa has had to lip sync so often she's gotten to a point where her leg muscles have been stretched more than her whole. I absolutely loved that one too. That was, that was good. so good. That was very good. Minimore kid on Lorelai. 
I would have liked to come up with a read for you, but I forgot you're still here. Again, why? Yvonne on Nikita, you remind me of my favorite movie, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I, Classic I, setup, perfect execution. And I saw it too. I was just yeah. like, damn, that's yeah. Yvonne Han Metamorkid, Austria, is famous for its sweet desserts like Sruschelkuchen, which is crumb cake. So again, I was thinking, is that supposed to be about skin, makeup? Maybe she has a crumbly butt. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that. That's on Lorelai. The siren of the rhyme for everybody else, but just a joke for us. Yeah. Pandora and Lorelai. Lori, our AFAB queen. A signed fucking ass bitch. That's good. That's funny. Yeah, that was so good. That made me think of just one of my all-time favorite reads from Canada One with Lemon and Priyanka. The only yes. thing you're fucking is stupid. I that one just lives rent-free in my mind. And that read from Pandora was just so in line. So I was obsessed. Nikita on Metamore Kid. As it says in the Bible, barren time shall come. I loved that too. It's so funny. And Nikita and Lily, Lily Cocoon is stuck in the 90s, just like her hairdo. Business in the front, party in the back. I mean, yeah, but. Right. It's just it's a trend. Making, yeah. And making an observation is not a read. Well, it is revealed that the winner of the reading challenge is Kelly Hilton, and she wins 1,000 euros. Do you agree? I felt like I did ultimately. It's it's one of those things where I feel I noticed in this episode as well, and maybe it was just a little bit more so. I think they I feel as though they show less and less of the reads every single they really do. Season. And I think it's just because people really aren't that great at it, but they feel as though they need to include it because it's just part of the drag race universe at this point. So, I mean, how well all of them really did, I don't know. So I was of the position of just, yeah, sure, let Kelly well, win it. I'm but... going to break it down for you, okay? Here's what's going to happen. Kelly had three. Metamorkid had three. Both of them did an I don't know you for Lorelai. Canceled themselves out. Yeah. So then we have the Metamorkid, Uncle, Uncle Fester, and then we have the Kelly, the no school, no education. Okay, both very good for that one. So then it comes down to Metamorkid on um the tessa or kelly on lily both of them again very good i think the tessa one was a little stronger i did too so i would have get it to metamorkid yeah i definitely agree that it came down to those two so i think like i was describing i was a little bit of just that mindset of I mean, whatever but yeah for sure between the two of them absolutely but i'm going to tell you why it went to kelly and why is that because Kelly is not going to play fair when she picks teams. Metamorkid would have. Ah, yeah. Gotta add in the production drama. That makes sense. Well, Johnny will leave Barbie to get prepared if he brings the pit crew with him. So definitely doing a little quickie back there. That's also a recurring theme, I feel like, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Barbie tells oh, us find the curtain. that yeah, the good drag queen must be able to sell herself, but a great drag queen must be able to sell 
the unsellable. Time for the Maxi Challenge. They'll be coming advertising icons for innovative products. It's time for Dragvertising. Kelly, as the winner of the mini challenge, will get to the advantage of picking her two sisters. She will select Nikita and Yvonne. And surprise, she will then get to pick the other teams. Time to make some trouble. We have Tessa, Lily, and Pandora. Then it's Metamorkid, Victoria, and Lorelai. Now, do you think this was strategy or was this fair? How would you have played this? Yeah, I think that if you're a competitor, you do want to split people up who you think are going to maybe bring out the best in each other because you want to be able to stand out yourself. So I think personally, I would have maybe picked Metamorkid instead of Yvonne. But I do think I would have honestly approached it in a similar way. Shake it up. Keep it interesting. Push people a little bit. It's a competition. And, you know, you want to be able to make some people fall out of their comfort zone because maybe they end up struggling and then good for you. But then also, in a way, it does feel as though it's an opportunity for people to rise to the occasion and show that they can work with different people and still be successful. So I'm here for the way Kelly played it. I think she picked you. Yvonne, because I think they all have the same style of campery. And I think not picking Metamorkid was smart simply because Metamorkid could have been the shining star and she did not want that to happen. Yeah. Okay, and then when she picked her teams, she split up the uh, uh, the Australia, Austrians, she split up the Swiss, and then you had a German on each team. So it is balanced in that sense, but it means those four people who have a tight connection are no longer working together. Right. So Which, she played a game and, and you got to commend her for it. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk in a moment about are they actually bad pairings, but for now, the curtain reveals Johnny and the boys with some wild items just sitting on podiums. Also, please note the classic Snatch Game music is playing because this game show is from hell. <laughs> now, clearly a theater stash was rated to find this crap. We've got giant sunglasses, disco ball dentures, sausage water aftershave, and a personal space tent. Which would you pick? And did you like that one item would not be selected? I think that they should have just gone with the exact number of items that there were groups because then everyone has to make do with what's there. I don't know. I I mean, in a way, I can appreciate that. I guess they wanted to give a little bit of agency to the team that was going to be picking last Mm -hmm. and still truly give them a choice. But I think that in a way took away from the challenge, to be honest, because it felt as though the whole concept that they were going with was this idea of trying to sell the unsellable, which also for me personally, I didn't really find any of them in maybe the water one, but all the other ones I didn't really find off putting or anything. So I guess, it, I mean, it's, like, it's you, I, I get it. I know. So maybe it is that maybe it was just sort of me being me that I was honestly fine with really any of them. I think the hardest one would have been the sausage water thing. And I wouldn't have wanted to do that. Looking at all of them, I do think the disco teeth was definitely the way to go. And that also feels really sellable. Yes. Kelly will pick for her team first and they will go with the disco ball dentures. Next will be Tessa who will select the umbrella. And finally, the Austrian will go with sausage water after shave. Barbie tells them they have to create a look, a product name and script for a 90 second drag advertising clip. Is it true? Can drag queens sell anything? No. 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 Girls, I've seen you perform. 
<laughs> Vote for me for Glam War for Best Podcast. You can have more of this entertainment every week. Not every week, every fucking day. Yeah, pretty much every day. Every day at this point. All right, the girls head to the tables to start brainstorming their ideas. Now, let's start with Nikita, Kelly, and Yvonne, who discuss being three horny grandmothers who are in a brothel. There's a joke somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere. I don't even know if they really found it themselves, ultimately, but there was a concept, allegedly. Now, Yvonne says it's all honky-dory on her team, but notice it's long faces throughout the room. And yeah, we're going to pan over and people are not happy with their teams. Now, can you figure out who would have wanted to be with who? Because I think they're well-balanced teams, but who is the weak link? Or who is the perceived weak link? I think Victoria is the perceived weak link. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say that for sure. Honestly... I think that's it. Um, Now that I'm thinking about it too, I just, I think she's sort of in this type of scenario, the lone. And then um, I guess you could potentially make an argument that Lele would be a weak link too, just because she maybe comes across as a little bit more reserved and hasn't, you know, been Not with that entrance look though. That's what got me is like, she's a character. Yeah. Yeah, but I think in terms of maybe personality-wise, That's fair. That's which fair. this challenge is presumably about, I guess if I had to choose two weak links, it would be Lele and um, Victoria. And they were both split up anyway, so it's like, why the long faces? Yeah, I that was my attitude about it as well. I just thought that how upset some of them seemed to be was just very weird to me, because I don't think there's been a ton of bad group dynamics necessarily or anything that we've been able to see as viewers so okay you have to be in three groups and work with some people it doesn't seem as though any of you have these firm like grudges or this or that so where is this energy coming from it was a little bit confusing to me over with lily pandora and tessa lily is having trouble thinking of any funny words for masturbation girl what that's what we do as homosexuals every fucking day yeah, and it's just, it's there's so many ways that you can say it. Literally. Lily is not fond of the dynamics as it's her and Pandora, and Tessa is contributing little aside from saying, I agree. Cue the montage. Like, she literally said it like five times. I know, I could not believe that. It was just over and over. Have an original thought or an idea. I mean, truly. Pandora is worried about her performance because she has to do it. They can't do her job for her. I mean, you can. You can just not include her in the bit, but whatever. We journey over to Lorelai, Men of Morkid, and Victoria, where Lorelai will say that their sausage water is a fragrance of a celebrity in rough times. I wonder what celebrity who has had rough times could be used for this. these three. Hmm. Well, Meta will veer toward doing something about toxic masculinity. Toxic, you say? Celebrity? Well, Victoria, chewing the end of her pan, knows... It's time for Britney, bitch. She's literally chomping at the bit to play her idol. That's what it had to be because it was such a strange turn. I feel like where, except for Victoria wanting to be Britney, where did that come from? You know, it's like the like mental jumps to get to Britney and then also just the execution ultimately too. I was (laughs) <laughs> it was I mean, listen, there could have been like 13 lines in between those two, but the way the editors put it, it was like tragic celebrity toxic. There you go, Brittany. Yeah, they the way that they edited it for sure, it made it look like a very simple one. 
who knows? Maybe Victoria was pushing the Britney thing in a lot of it's other ways possible. just to get there. But... Listen, listen. We have seen a spicy Brazilian push Britney before on Drag Race yes. this year. So not surprised here. And I'm not going to get down on anyone, of course, for feeling passionate about Britney. But it's also, did you need to portray her in this light? I mean, it was a little. Yeah. <laughs> and also it just... You know, not that anything is necessarily the most relevant for strange products. So I guess we're talking in relative terms here, but I just wasn't getting the clear connection between Britney and this weird water perfume aftershave. It just was so divorced for me that I could not make the connection. Well, there is no time to waste. We are going to get to filming these adverts. We begin with our dentures and here come our three golden girls. Wow, that was a camp 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 luck for three of them nikita shares that they will be in a brothel yvonne is the cashier and she is a smoker kelly is the sex worker for 50 years and it shows and nikita is playing the pimp now kelly will tell us that it will be funny but they have tremendous respect toward all sex workers sex works is real work friends support it yes yes fully their product is called shut up dentures i i mean I think there might have been a pun in the German, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because the name, I mean, I was just sort of like, yeah, it's because they don't open, because they're like disco clothes. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They will start shooting with Yvonne, and they're walking around forgetting that the time is on the clock. Uh, there is, friends, a time limit, um, because after Drag Race Philippines 2, you might get penalized if you go over time. <laughs> it's gonna happen you gotta try to keep them on task somewhere how you, you know now when they're seen a set we will hear the voiceover but the way that the pit crew was holding the green fabric the magic of cinema folks <laughs> you're watching I, it your very eyes i have never witnessed a frontal green screen like that so for me loving like theater and and entertainment and seeing the behind the scenes of it it's like oh my god that's so cool but those men in fucking speedos were hired to hold fabric it is an exhausting difficult job that takes a lot of talent you know they are really working hard out there it is not fair that hot people literally get handed money (laughs) agreed agreed some of us are out here struggling. Next, we see Kelly whacking herself with very, very long tits. Johnny and Barbie are laughing, but are they laughing at them? We will find out soon enough. And then Nikita shoots her scene at the bar, and it's just a ham. And that's all we see. But Nikita is eager to see the other adverts, because she doesn't think they can compete. She thinks they're all going to be boring. Nikita is a very interesting character. I feel like maybe the Germans really love her, because she's a little more... Um, uh, she's she's been around a little more, but I feel like the modern drag race audience. I don't know if they care for her. Yeah, I have that reaction to her very fre- frequently personally. Sometimes I think she, what I get what she's about, and I can I can jive with it. But then other times it's just so out there and so just like what that- it's it's very much giving bitter old lady brigade. 
Yes, yes, yes. And I still just, the nurse outfit is just sticking in my mind and just why the needles were coming out. All I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Next up, it's the motley trio of three queens dressed so differently. It's Metamorkid, Lorelai, and Ritty Spears. <laughs> Barbie will ask Lorelai if she is Marie-Louise Marjan. And I'm like, who? Well, she is a German actress and she's old and I can see it. After doing the Google search, I, I can see the comparison. Okay. Now, action is called, and Lorelai is giving us drama school, using every beat and forgetting quick for comedy. She calls herself Maria Horseplay, um, which, again, I think it's a, a play on words in German, made more sense than German. That's and she's introducing say. the new fragrance by Britney Spears called Scrape on By, what I do on a daily basis. <laughs> That's what I related to it. I don't know if it was another translation thing, but... Then like they lost me from the name. Like yeah. scrape on by for a fragrance. I I wasn't I wasn't getting it. I don't know. Next we see Meta is like a milkmaid named Horny Ushi with a bushy pushy. Now again, the word for horny rhymes with the other words, so it's funnier very much in German. Of course. Time is running out and Victoria's turn. Well, huh, let's just be glad she didn't pick Britney for Snatch Game because she can't do it. Um, like the look is there, but the words coming out of her mouth hole, not great. Yeah, it was another one which I think some people default to where they want to imitate Britney and especially, I don't know, Britney now, and they just turn it into chaotic movements and then they're like, eh, eh, and no, it, you have to speak, especially if it's an acting challenge, you have to be able to deliver lines, you're selling a product. So yes, I mean, the, the resemblance was pretty wild. She looked incredible, but you're not really selling a product with just, eh, eh. Right. it's just, that's not. It's now, not friends who are going to use new Britney for Snatch Game or perhaps Britney for Halloween this year. If you're going to use knives, use fake ones, please. Please. Like, I think honestly, I honestly knives. think Britney needs to come out and say, be safe, people, because y'all are fucking idiots. Well, she has made it clear that they were fake prop knives. And I actually did see that the company that was making them had like an exponential increase in sales because Britney shouted them out to be like, my knives were not real. They came from X, Y, Z. So hopefully the people. Really I, there's already been a few floating around where I'm like, those are real knives. What are you fucking doing? Stop it. Um, look at the influence this child has. Yeah, she's out there doing it. Taylor Swift, she's got a football player. Britney Spears has knives. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm down. And meanwhile, Beyonce has her backup singers come to her show in Texas. <laughs> right. All four of them were there together. How, why did she not bring them on stage? Why did she not gag that audience and have the entirety of the children of Destiny together because it's the beyonce show it was always the beyonce show even with kelly and michelle yes but i mean at this point no no okay okay fine i get it i get it now barbie's gonna tell them that there is a lot of text from lorelei and victoria is told she's only doing random britney stuff they want more content Right. Now we're going to see some seeds of doubt from Johnny and Barbie as they hope they can make the final product work. This causes Lorelai panic because she's nervous because she doesn't know if they'll be judged as a team or individuals. 
finally, it's time for Lily, Tessa, and Pandora, giving us daddy vibes once again. Pandora has entered this filming with mixed feelings. She's hoping for the best, prepared for the worst. They will be selling this umbrella as their, quote, safe space called DIY. The filming starts and Pandora is giving a character who is having trouble masturbating. And Lily and Tessa and her hot pants and Karen hair are the saleswomen. This scene was quite vile and they are going to force the pit crew to enter the scene as passerbys with judging looks. And they're going to end their scene trying to say their tagline in unison and it's not even close. No. They're so off that someone should have made the executive decision in that room and say, use a voiceover by one person. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Barbie, Johnny, sabotage. Could have been. Sabotage. They will finish. And all the queens are going to gather with mother and father as they learn that the runway is going to be a little more serious. Category is Night of a Thousand Merkles. Angela Merkel is in the house. Are you familiar with her work? Oh, of course. Who isn't? When I heard that theme, I died because I was just like, why isn't Drag Race in the United States doing this? Like, we, there should absolutely be like a. a, What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Who are you going to say? Well, no, I just mean like a, like in general, they should do a, because I I don't know. How about Night of the Thousand First Ladies? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Like you could go that. I was getting nervous. It's like in modern times, there's not anyone we should be picking. Well, no, but I think just that concept. I and I don't even mm-hmm. think you have to do necessarily a modern one necessarily, but just that idea of doing Night of a Thousand and then it's like a politician. That is so funny. That it's is campy. so ridiculous. Yeah, it's so campy and it's just so ridiculous that I wish that they were doing it in the U.S. Lily tells us that it's going to be funny. To see them all in Angela Merkel wigs and her jowls. And before we discuss the results, how would you tackle this challenge? Because she's not a very fashion-forward politician. She's known for blazers, black trousers, and terrible hair. So what would you do? I think, like you were saying, I know we're going to get into those specific looks. But I do think you have to essentially go the route of, like, Lorelai and just find a really iconic, funny picture or moment. And then already utilizing that comedic moment just take it drag so i I agree that would be my approach to it because like you were describing inherently a challenge of this nature especially when it's someone who really is not known for fashion or this or that you have to go campy and you just have to go all the way also the fact that this is a german-based show but almost half the cast at this point in time is not german was wild that they had to do a German politician. Yeah, actually, that's such a good point. I wasn't <laughs> even really connecting those dots, but that does add a level of absurdity to it. Yeah, it sure does. Um, and joining on the panel, um, it is a hunk of a man known as Dennis V. Did you look at his Instagram? I did not, but I feel like now I should. Enjoy your evening. <laughs> Have a wonderful evening with that. Yeah, uh, it's the day of the Merkel, y'all. Uh, the queens come in ready for the day and to give their signature Merkel uh, hand pose together. I'm not going to lie. It's really uncomfortable because it looks like she's trying to highlight her vagina. Which, listen, maybe it was trying to re- give a reminder to the toxic masculinity in politics that she's a woman, hear her roar. But like, 
Um, I know politicians are known for certain hand gestures. I don't like that one. Yeah. Could you imagine if Hillary Clinton had that as hers? She would be ripped apart more than she already does. Oh, absolutely. It was pretty wild. But also the toxic masculinity did come up earlier in the episode. So maybe it was a thematic build. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Now the discussion turns to dragon politics and the statement that drag is in fact political. As Lorelai says, simply acting in drag and breaking down gender stereotypes and showing society something it isn't used to and needs to know more about is in fact political. Lorelai will ask the table about their stance on her Angela Merkel as she did do great things for the country, but she did go back on her stance on gay marriage. I didn't know about this. Were you familiar with this? No, I don't think that I'd heard that before either. So I was a little bit taken aback by it because I do feel as though oftentimes as an outside, you know, country elsewhere in the world, like she does have just this great reputation of just people loving her and that mm-hmm. she, she does great things and this and that. I don't think that always some of those other pieces that are maybe not so great I don't think they come through as much and I also just thought that it was so funny that they were all just calling her Angie like you know, it, was, right. it was wild so uh, Germans if you're listening you can help break this down a little more and clarify things for us if you would like uh, from what I've deduced um, essentially there was a vote about gay marriage, whatever she had like helped support and bring it up. But when it came to the actual vote, she voted against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where people are like, Whoa, what are you doing? And it yeah. was a very much a political move on her part to do it um, because her vote didn't matter. Mm, okay. That being said, for us Americans, we know Angela Merkel. Yeah. She was around during the Obama years. Wasn't a problem, but she was the bitch who was like, fuck you, Trump. And really destroyed him. So that's why we as Americans have like this high regard to her. Yeah. And like more of an affinity for her. Yeah. Now, Pandora will say that it's tough as a politician to decide everything for everybody in a way that suits everyone or what their party wants. Yvonne says that there are two sides because she is a great woman and has been at it for a long time. Pandora will say that she doesn't agree with everything Angie does or says, but she says that woman really has some ovaries that she has survived a dom in a domain dominated by men and was still successful, as Pandora can relate. Is that foreshadowing to her finale? Maybe, maybe. It's time to miracleize. At the mirrors, Pandora will talk about how in Austria they had a lot of talking about child book readings by drag queens or story hour for us for them it was a shit storms with protest and matt is going to piggyback and say that it was intense because the catholic resistance posted a video that used a photo of her and depicted her as a child molester the statement with it said all drag queens are pedophiles and just want to get to the child to push an agenda that's heavy it really was it very much suddenly felt like it took a drastic turn but also then i don't feel as though they stayed with it very long so it was another one of those moments where you're a little caught off guard and then they catch you off guard again because they just pivot away and you're almost like wait 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 can we spend a little bit more time with that please (laughs) yeah i mean i i i I have a bunch of friends who have either um their image has been used in uh social media posts uh, to try to push a certain agenda, like dear friend of the pod, Harry Grande. Um, there were a lot of MAGA right-wing people who used her um, 
photo uh, from Pride with glitter beard and everything and said, do you want your uh, children to be taught by that? And it became a huge viral moment and she handled it as best she could. But of course, you have fear because you know you're out there and you don't want anyone to know who you are because if they do, oh, shit could hit the fan. Um, good friend of the podcast, uh, Frida Kulo, was used on Fox News, first thing. So like, it's it's a thing and it, it's it's hard to want to put your work out there and know that your image could be used for things that are not related to you. And that sucks for Amanda. And like, I don't know how she dealt with it. And I wanted to hear how she dealt with it. Yeah, exactly. For all the reasons that you're describing, it has to be such a heavy and complex thing to navigate. So the fact that it just felt as though they were using it as this loose moment to tie in thematically and then moved away from it without being able to really understand more mm-hmm. I don't know. it felt it felt a little weird to me and I like you're saying it's sort of we appreciate being able to watch drag race for the looks for the entertainment comedy factor all of that but it also has become a spot where really meaningful deeper conversations take place and it is a platform to be able to do that So sometimes when these more serious things do come up, you kind of do want them to spend a little bit more time to even just get to know a different side or a deeper side of some of the contestants. And this felt like a little bit of a missed opportunity to be able to really do that. Absolutely. And again, the reality is if this conversation is happening here in Germany and we're having the same conversation on Drag Race in America, it's opening our eyes to realize how this is a global issue. Absolutely. Pandora says that a person who harbors so much hate is often a very hurt and lonely person. So she's going to force her love out there. And I'll take it. Give me love. I need a hug. Yes, give me that Pandora Knox daddy love. Lily and Lorelai will have a little chat about their position in the competition thus far. Uh, so here is why we have this moment. Because plotline. Lorelai mm-hmm. says it's difficult for her because the group is getting louder and smaller with clicks forming. She says she is usually not the loudest in the room. Lily states that she finds it hard to keep up with the super loud personalities, and then the camera cuts over to Kelly Nikita. Lily says often in her case, she gets overlooked. She tells us that right away, Lorelai was one she could trust, and she is glad to have a sister who she can share things with. And Lorelai loves Lily more than anything and is glad to be there with her. Words that will not age well. What are we not seeing? What, what Everything we have seen from Laura, from Lily tells me that she's an outgoing person she's really bold in drag and we're now being told she's very reserved where's the disconnect why did it happen this episode the episode she goes home yeah i'm i'm trying to figure that out a little bit too and i mean i do think it's true of some people right like drag is a little bit of just their outlet to be able to just show and express so much and then maybe actually they're they're true personality in terms of how they navigate more of the day-to-day is a little bit more subdued and I I don't know I think I do get a little bit of that vibe because even with Lily's you know confessional look right it was like this furry vest it was sort of like a very cute a little bit more on that edge of being you know allowed I guess you Mm -hmm. would say um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like you're saying, maybe it's things that we weren't seeing. And I do think it's fair to feel like you're maybe overshadowed when you do have those huge, when you have Uncle Fester as a tennis ball. Like, you know, like you, when you're dealing with that, I mean, 
you've got to really be pumping it up and maybe there's something that's getting lost there. Is there any chance you're going to dye your hair piss yellow? Yes, you can't rule it out. I do love, I don't really do it too frequently because it's just my hair naturally is so dark. So being able to take it light, light takes a lot of work and it can do a lot of damage. And I'm afraid that my hair will fall out and never grow back because I do know someone that that's happened to. <gasps> Oh, no. Yeah, it's not cute. So I always have that as like a cautionary tale in the back of my mind. But yeah, you can't rule it out that like some kind of crazy color like that would occur. I mean, listen, you can go from Nikita to Uncle Fester, literally. <laughs> the quite literal transformation. Let's head to the main stage where Miss Barbie Breakout is giving us 80s hair and full glam gown. I'm here for it. She's having fun giving us Spanky Jackson. <laughs> It really is. Oh my gosh. Her drag is very Spanky Jackson more often than not, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Very, this very week, big universe. It's true. This week we have Johnny Jovanovich, Diane Brill, and Herbert because we got a, he is a fucking member of this panel at this point. And extra special guest judge, the hot human known as Dennis V. Um, let's continue talking about Diane Brill for a second. There's know, a I lot of people who are not happy. There are a lot of people yeah. saying, why did you put her on if she can't speak the language? That's how I feel about it. I like we've talked about this before, and I can appreciate that she's been really involved in some of the drag race things or just world of wonder. And she's a supporter and all of that. But why this franchise? Why one where she has maybe some level of understanding and engagement with the language and all of that? But as the weeks go on and on, I feel it becomes more and more obvious how much she actually does not understand. And it makes it really hard. I feel like it's also got to be hard for the contestants to feel like they're able to understand her feedback. Literally. Like quite literally. Literally. Understand. Yeah. I mean, and that that's a level of it too, where it almost feels unfair to the contestants to put them in that position. This to me continues to just be such a strange choice. If they wanted to have her as a judge, there are so many franchises out there at this point. Why Germany? I mean, listen, RuPaul's bringing on her friends everywhere she goes now. So <laughs> I am real. Uh, go just drag race UK randomly. <laughs> right. You could quite literally put her anywhere. That's what I don't understand. You know, it's like if it's yeah, it's really it feels disruptive, to be honest. I would, I would, I would say there has to be some German influencer somewhere out there who would be a good fit. Um, but if the rumors are true, a recent influencer on the judging panel uh, is not coming back for season two. Oh, more on that soon. All <laughs> right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the commercials and then head over to the runway. Let's start off with Kelly, Nikita, and Yvonne. I wish we didn't have the reaction box in the frame. Like, let us watch it full screen. Yeah, because what is that really adding? I mean, we're there to watch the challenge, which is the finished project and right. product. So our commercial starts off with Yvonne hamming it up as a smoker, Kelly and those soggy bratwurst tits, and Nikita as a dirty, dirty old man. Um, so what does it have to do with dentures? It gives you confidence sex drives and lidiness question mark well this is where I, I thought the name maybe did tie in and it just wasn't translating the best that it could have because sure i took it 
as quite literally just the teeth would not open. So it made the obnoxious people just shut up and then okay. you could do whatever. And then you looked amazing too, because you've got literally, you know, you've got the glittery teeth that are. Okay. Let's go with that. On. So that's, that's where I took it. I was, I was feeling it. I was in it. Okay. Okay. Great. Let's do it. Um, I, I think this was just weird and campy, very uncomfortable, but sometimes that's what classic drag is going to do to you. Yeah, because how do you not feel some level of uncomfortable with Kelly and those boobs? Like, that was one of the wildest things I feel like I've ever seen on Drag Race. Like, the way that they were flying around, it was really, it was, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know if they sold the item or explained exactly why it works, but this probably would have made Rue laugh because it was just so dumb. Oh, 100%. And that's what I'm thinking, too, since, like, we were just talking about, I felt like I got it. I was like, I don't know what that says about me, that I had a very clear understanding. So to well, the story would you buy line, one? Yeah, maybe I need to buy this product. There it is. All right. Moving over to Lorelai, Victoria Metamorkid. Lorelai made a very, very, very bold choice for her character that really prevented her from keeping the clip at a strong, fast pace. It was too slow, and it really bogged down the entire concept. Mm-hmm. Scrap on by by scrap on by by Britney Spears will feature all the things that Britney has gone through, like a serious life crisis, chronic playback, and oppressive contract from her father. Okay, we're putting in the little Britneyisms, and then we get this voiceover. We're gonna see Victoria in various Britney cosplay, and I'm just shocked that she actually filled up her luggage with all the Britney cosplay. She was ready to do it. She was ready to commit. She clearly had the plan coming in. She was going to do it at least once. I really hope that was not her snatch game. Yeah, I don't know. It makes you a little bit worried. Now, when Meta enters the scene as the little spritzer and the maker of the scent, it didn't make much sense, but her commission and comedy sold me. We will hear a story about how in the old days when they had too much beer, they used the sausage water as perfume and it smelled quite nice. Yeah, like, sure. Um, ew. <laughs> right. Like, just ew. <laughs> How do they get Britney Spears? The answer is who? Very funny. One punchline in the entire fucking thing. Yeah, not really a lot of jokes happening. Now, when Victoria does her Britney, it was just her saying lyrics. Very campy writing, but the execution was not Britney. Yeah, and that's what makes it so hard when you're doing a very recognizable person and also especially when it feels like it doesn't make the most sense up front, you've really got to be able to sell it with the delivery and really drive the lines home and that was not happening. I think they really tried to do way too much in 90 seconds. Like they needed to actually contact the shrink after they finished because like I worry for their minds after this. Um I will say the final cut moment where Lorelai's character is like, ah, blah, 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 blah. And then she tries to walk off stage, but she's still in the shot and stands there. Sent me. Yeah. I think that's the the piece about it. There were a few, very, very few moments here and there that were fine and that they managed to get it together for. But this one just, it felt really confusing, just really disjointed overall and just... Again, going back to what we were saying earlier, I did not understand the Britney thing. It just... It it's because so... Victoria was on their team. 
Yeah, that it's like it was literally that, which is just so wild to me. And just, I, you know, and I think, too, what I personally struggle with is people who want to come on and do Britney and this and that. But then it feels like they don't want to celebrate Britney. They want to mock her and just like make fun of her, essentially. And I don't appreciate that. I want you to treat Britney with the reverence she deserves. And I think Would you it, buy it. No, fully not. All right. All right. This, this one, I was like, no way. Let's move over to Tessa Pandora and Lily. Lily wanted to be the lead of the sketch, and I think she did well, but her characterization was not memorable. It was just very more matter of the fact. So the writing mm-hmm. had to compensate. She didn't have that. Right. Pandora really leaned into a horny man again. I think the DIY bits that were randomly thrown in there were campy and fun, and I wish the sketch had more of that feeling. Yes. Now, Tessa, I don't know what universe she was in, but it wasn't with the others. But that seems to be okay. When you've got enough of an absurd concept, you can, I guess you can find that route for plenty of things. Like, I guess this is okay. I don't know what's really happening. Now, here's what I'm going to say. I have to call out the terrible green screen work. That fucking... Umbrella ruined the illusion and gave Pandora an extra green glow. Yes, absolutely. That was so heinous. It was so bad. It was, yeah, it was really horrible. And it did. I think inevitably, if you're dealing with that, it takes away from people being able to focus and concentrate on what you're doing, on what you're saying, because there's a visual distraction taking place. For me, this was filthy and weird and not in a funny way. Um, and also, I hate that that last shot where they're doing that unison line. They're actually ultimately looking in the wrong camera. Yeah, it's just there's a way to use that product and really make it great. Like this idea of a personal space umbrella is actually so good. And you could take that, I feel like, just so many places And I think they just went that route. And I think we see it sometimes in other iterations of the franchise too, when it comes to making the commercials or the this or the that. Sometimes they just feel the need to just go absolutely filthy over the top. And sometimes that doesn't land. That's not an evergreen thing. You have to make it make sense. And it also, again, has to ultimately be funny. And yeah, I think they really struggled to find that space. Would you buy one? This one I felt more in the middle about. I was like, I could, but like I was describing, I don't think that I would be using it for how they designed it. I think there's other ways that you're just like, no, stay out of my space, get out of my umbrella zone. And you know, like there's, yeah, there's other purposes. But yeah, I think I would buy one for something else. Category is Night of a Thousand Angies. Hit on to the runway. We are going to play I'm with Angie or Time to Resign. All right. Nikita Vegas. No designers listed. Okay. The trouble with this concept is if you're going to make her a marionette, the strings have to be above as if someone is pulling the strings. Having them dangle down does not work with the narrative of the story. I will say that Angie's face does look like a puppet, so leaning into that was a smart concept. I think the jacket is very drag, but a blazer and no pants is not Angela Merkel. I don't know how we got to where we are. Nikita's just very lucky. 
Yeah, I'm on a very similar page. I just don't understand the choice of the placement of the strings. The fact that there's nothing on the bottom and it is just like a jacket. Like, where did that come from? Because that doesn't make sense with any of the things that we see of Angie and her looks and any of that. And also, I get that you're trying to make the hair look a little bit more draggy than her normal hair. But that was also a very bizarre choice because that looks nothing like her hair. Not even like it's a reference to it. This was just so bizarre to me. And I, like you were saying, how did we get here? I do not know. Johnny will call her pure comedy. He says she made him laugh just by looking at her. And when there was action, she warmed his comedy heart at the highest level. Barbie says she got the puppet bit, but didn't get why she had no pants and why she had Marilyn hair in sequence. Uh Nikita says that... The theme was make it drag and says she is fresh from the hairdressers who's teased it and she left her pants at the salon. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, time to resign. Yeah, time to resign, absolutely. Audience 19%, I'm with Angie, 81% time to resign. Victoria Shakespeare's look by Pablo Renninger, hair by Alton Hair Stylist, jewels by Range Un Armcutten. I love the drag silhouette in the hips. It's very smart and a unique way to go with the source material and drag it up. The mask, it was very last minute. I think she could have gotten away not having it, but she wanted to set herself apart from it. The makeup. I was getting Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I think (laughs) a few of them honestly struggled with the makeup. Uh, For some reason, that seemed to be one of the hardest elements for the majority of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would agree with you. I think the silhouette is pretty wild and very draggy. And also the fact that she could put her hands on her hips in the way that she does. And it just draws further emphasis to the silhouette and the proportions. All of that is working really well. I also feel like it's not necessarily still the closest, but the hair works a lot better than some of the other ones did, like Nikita in particular. Um, I do think that the mask adds something to it, but I agree with you. I think I wish she would have had the more of like that foresight to know that she was going to potentially do that just to make it look cleaner and more intentional. Cause I do think that it's, it's a valuable element that does add something. I bet she brought the mask with her and then saw everyone around her and she said, I need to update it. And she put the stones on it. Oh, yeah, I'm imagining something exactly like that happened. But it is sort of, you you know, they had a reference image where she's wearing a mask. And so it's like, oh, wow, actually, yeah, like this really does work. I just wish that you clearly would have conceptualized that element before about five minutes when you were walking on the runway. Johnny says good things, good things she listened to them as she took a relatively small role of Britney and made it big and beautiful, saying it's something she's good at. He tells her now he would like her to find her own drag character as he's missing that. He says as Angela, the makeup was tricky. He tells her, um, she tells him that it was a high fashion with a twist. Great, sure. Dennis says what he loves about her look is that she took something simple and most of all the details, whether she looked, whether he looked at her hands or walk or her charisma, it was all perfection. I will go with a soft time with Angie. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. The silhouette saves it. Audience 90%, I'm with Angie, 10%, time to resign. Pandora Knox, no designers listed. She went full camp and full buffoonery, which was a smart approach. The makeup was like hella exaggerated and looked like an evil character from a children's book. 
the huge knocker reveal was camp and having a bikini be the German flag was amazing. I think she took the camp classic and put a twist to the category. Could she have used a bit of bling to elevate it even further? Yes. Yeah, I'm wondering if the lack of that was trying to, in this really parody category, keep it truer to the source material because Angie is not really someone who's doing a lot of the glamour and the jewels and the all of that. So, you know, I kind of got a little bit of that understated. Um, I agree about the makeup. I think it looks like too... I want to say it was like old or yeah, a little bit just too cartoonish, especially now that I'm sitting with it again, the lip or whatever's happening there is a very strange choice to me. Um, so I don't really know what's happening in that regard, but yeah, just to really go so full throttle. I mean, come on, like the, the German bikini absolutely killed me. It's just, Ima so but imagine if that was stoned. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, th I think I see that element of it. Like, why not just try to make it even more draggy with a yeah. little bit of embellishment? I could appreciate that. But yeah, it's just, it's so completely wild that how could you not enjoy it? Johnny says that he had, she had the smallest role basically with only a few one-liners. And then it says her catwalk was world-class and says to have that talent is worth a lot. I'll go with a soft, I'm with Angie. I am going to do the same again. Audience, 83%. I'm with Angie, 17%. Signed to resign. Kelly Hilton, no designers listed. Oh, boy. Okay, so listen. I think she had a bad mistake using the tiara, and I think if she didn't have it, it would have been a successful look, but giving us a clean 90s blonde bob with a pretty blue dress and tiara, that is literally Princess Diana. Diana. It is not Angela Merkel. Even the image they use as her source material it's a very murky interpretation simply as the color is not right. I think the look is fine, but I think we're reaching for this challenge. I would agree. I think that even the, the hair to me is another example of that is really not anything like her hair looks like. It's way too blonde to me. Yeah. And it's just, it's not giving totally the right shape necessarily. It just clearly seems like a different person. And I think unfortunately this is one of kelly's hardest pieces to overcome her sense of fashion and style and some of those elements that's really where she struggles the most i feel you yeah. know because even the fabric and all of that like you were saying very much seems different because also looking at the source material again i mean the dress angie's wearing hits the ground the one that Kelly is wearing does not. You can very yeah. much see the distinction. And so I don't think that the fabric that Kelly is wearing looks a little bit on the cheaper side too. It doesn't really look any kind of expensive or like the most draggy either. It's just, yeah, it doesn't come together, especially for the theme. The problem also is with drag fans following multiple drag accounts and friends of drag artists, whatever, if you're using pullouts or things that are straight from a store or whatever, you're going to get called out. Her entrance look I've now seen on somebody. I have basically seen her um, uh, uh, gown, her like disco gown on Nikki doll. And then when it comes to the Tessa, um, I've now seen someone with that same stoned bodysuit with the abs. 
yeah, you can't it, it, win drag race if you're going to do that because right. we're going to figure it out. Yeah, you're just putting yourself in a in a bad position, you know. And and again, that's what I come back to with someone like Kelly. It's just that's a big thing to struggle with, and you're really going to have a hard time getting to the end of the competition, no matter how great the rest of your skill set is, if what you're bringing in terms of looks is really not hitting the mark in almost any way. Barbie will say in the commercial she was insane and she got the guy, let the guy mount her every time and she shook those hosey tits. Bring it to the stage. Please welcome to the stage, hosey tits. <laughs> says her look was missing a twist and was waiting for the oh my god moment. He says it didn't happen, but it was still nice to watch her. And Diane says that she's sorry, but that's just Lady Diana. She says she was too pretty for Merkel. Uh, Angela Merkel is probably going to sue her now. Yeah, some some uh, bold words there. Time to resign. Time to resign. Audience, 44%. I'm with Angie. 56% time to resign. Lily Cocoon, look by Maxima Love, hair by Cortez Wiggs. I think the reveal was a welcome addition to the runway as it was something that no one else did. Now, the story behind it, very confusing. I think the gown is very pretty. The makeup is very good. The hair is giving me Reba because it's a bit too ginger. But I think she did this well. It's unfortunate that this particular gown was a bit of a recycled element that others used as well. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what you were describing about it as well. I think one of the key difficulties was just that it didn't necessarily seem to make sense that you would depict her first as this strange tourist behind a map, I guess. You know, if you want to go with a storyline, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But really just make it a little bit more cohesive. And when you're doing a runway that is about a particular person give us a point of reference for maybe why you're choosing a certain element to to then do a transformation. I mean, I think that's a great idea, right? But you have it's all about execution on every level to make the runway presentation the most cohesive and clear as you can. Like, again, I don't know what it is about the wigs. I agree with you. Not really the right color. Like, the styling of it also feels a little bit weird to me compared to Angie's actual hair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoyed, I think the, the final look, I think it was one of the ones that maybe came like closest, so to speak to the source material. And I think there's something to be said for that. So I appreciated it. Was it the strongest? Potentially not, but I really appreciated a lot of the sentiment behind it and a, a fair amount of the execution. Barbie says all the curves are in the right place. Diane says the class, the classical bob boob is important in life. She says Merkel looked giant in this dress, and so did she. Gianni says that she played her role convincingly. Here's the negative critique. Um, I'm gonna go with a soft time with Angie. Yeah, I would agree. Audience 88%. I'm Angie, 12% time to resign. Minimore Kid, look by Gerald Spiegel, here by the Christoph. She's giving you a replica of the dress Merkel wore at the Wagner Festival now with Mink Soul. I think this was a pretty good drag interpretation. It wasn't groundbreaking. I didn't love the bob. I wish the hair was a bit campier. This was fine for Metamorkid. It was probably her weakest link so far. Yeah, just similar to some of the notes with the other contestants, I think that I struggled with the makeup. I, you know, I don't know why. 
you're other than just for this oh yeah i'm going for an exaggeration and it's drag like why the eyes are so dark it's just mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to really like mesh with you know the the uh character who you're depicting the human who you're replicating so that was a strange choice I mean this notion too which I think the judges speak to a little bit or you know maybe even metamorphic I forgot who specifically said it but this notion of oh yeah let's make it draggy so let's just have a huge boa or something go with it I don't know if I'm really sold on that you know I think there could have been a little bit more play with the shape I think it's fine. I yeah, I don't I don't think that it's heinous or anything, but I just wish there was a little bit more to it. Barbie says that she loves the dress, but she's missing the hooters. She says that she was very funny in the drag advertising video and was laughing a little. Diane says it's a very good taste with the boa and says the hair was Anna Wintour Merkel's signature. She says the big joke was the shoes and the socks, but she wanted a bit more. Um, I'm gonna go safe. I'm a fangie. Yeah, I'm going to go with a light I'm with Angie. Audience, 94% I'm with Angie, 6% time to resign. Test a testicle, no designers listed. Now, I don't know if she had intended to wear the hot pants like she did earlier for this look, but I gotta call it out. Um, The hair is horrible. Absolutely horrible. The jacket revealed to the pride flag was interesting, especially having heard the story about her earlier. I don't think that she pushed any boundaries enough. I think the makeup um, it looks more like she had a wild night out rather than an old woman. Yeah, I we were just talking about it again, but just the choices in the makeup, I don't know. I'm not really understanding. I, I would love to hear more from the for the cast about maybe why they chose honestly to do some of these things. Because I agree, like what about Angie's standard appearance or the makeup that she wears or maybe does not? is giving silver like inside of the eye it's that that in particular is weird the wig choice very bizarre definitely the pants I was like what you literally just wore those and then you tried to lie about it which is so funny and strange and it's don't lie to RuPaul because RuPaul will eliminate you the week you should have made it to the finale yes exactly like that is a sin and then, yeah, just, I, I agree with you. I think the, the concept around the jacket, there's an interesting element there that could start conversation and that could be really compelling, but I think it was underutilized. I didn't think that she really pushed it enough and it's just not, to me, this is not draggy enough. It's it's just not, you know? Barbie says that she was great in the dragvert as she had a weird, much too serious energy, which made it funny. Johnny will call her out as, and ask her if they are the same leggings she wore in the clip and the runway, and she will lie to the man's face and say no. He says he liked the idea of reclaiming Angela Merkel, but he's still struggling with it because it strays too far from what the actual task was and says it's going to be tough for her today. Yeah, time to resign. Definite time to resign. This was probably, I mean, the puppet was really, really bad, but this one is one of the worst. Audience are 35%. I'm with Angie, 65% time to resign. Lorelai Rivers, look by Larry Gaunt's private. Hair by Lorelai, jewels by Aura. This is high drag, my friends. When she walked out, I was obsessed. When you get me to want to learn more about something through a drag look, it's a win in my book. She said, here's the reference photo where Merkel is visiting a bird park and she was pecked by a parrot and hence the face. Stoned bird shit. 
Never knew I needed it. Glad I got it. I think the face she served, she's a great actress. She told a story. I think Lorelai is very underrated drag artist on this show as she has the ability to transform. She just needs to stand out if she wants to get the crown. And doing more of this is going to help. But for some reason, this didn't connect. Yeah, this was so, so far and above the best one of the week. It's just such an original idea. It was so different from what everyone else was wearing, even in terms of colors, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. even if you want to break it down that way to wear this yellow when basically everyone else was going for maybe more like blacks or also blues and teals and things in that family, like that's already really great to be able to differentiate yourself that much and get yourself to be apart from the pack. But just every element was so good. Just the amount of birds, like where they're placed yet, like the stoned bird poo and all of that. It's just such a level of camp and just incredible drag. It feels like um, that just, this was again, just like so far and above the absolute best of the week. I loved this so much. It was so fun. Barbie says that in the spot, she found her a bit drawn out saying she didn't know who decided to make it that long, but it had an impact on her. She was missing the jokes. She said it was a solid effort. Dennis says the look, holy shit. He says he was like, wow. When she came out, he says it was smart move to have a look. None of the others had with excellent execution. He says he take it. She takes imaginary and he takes his imaginary hat off to her. And Diane says the yellow shoe was just perfect to match the jacket. I'm with Angie. A hundred percent. I'm with Angie. Exactly. That's what the audience said. Yeah, I was going to be like, if anyone gave that a boot, there's no way. Like, there, that's not it. Because it's just, it's unbootable. <laughs> Yvonne Nightstand, look by Yvonne. I like that she pushed the makeup to give us something exaggerated. For the source material, the hair worked. The dress itself without an angle of face is very glam. It's simple, but overall, compared to some of the other looks, it did the job. Yeah, I think exactly. You're describing it in a lot of ways how I feel about it. It's just with a lot of these where it landed, unfortunately, was is it getting the job done? And I think this did. Is it really remarkable? Does it feel the most drag? I think that's what it is, too. It's just when I think about the collection of the looks so many of them needed to just push it in a draggier way. I think that it was not necessarily pushed far enough. So again, we're back here with a look that just is fine and fits the category in a nice way, but it's not super impressive. Dennis says if she was doing an on ang makeup tutorial, she'd get all the clicks, views, and likes. Johnny says at first he thought it was Frederick Mars, another politician in a dress. He says that the dress looked a bit like she ordered it from a catalog, and Yvonne says, just like Merkel. He tells her that's her saving grace is her cheeky back talk, and she absolutely showed that what she is capable of in the commercial. He tells her three of them, their comedy symphony. I'm with Angie. Yeah, I'll give it a light. I'm with Angie. Audience, 84%. I'm with Angie. 16%. Time to resign. Now the queens had to untuck Junior. Unsure of anyone's fate because they don't know. No one was sold anything. Everyone's tits hurts, including Meta's non-existent tits. Have you ever worn a breastplate before? I have not, actually. 
But yeah, I would do imagine. You desire to. Well, I don't know. I really don't think that I do because I feel like what I'm imagining is just that it's so uncomfortable. And it's also got to yeah. get really hot, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I just I don't think I could be about that life. I'm fine doing without it. With no results go by, Meta will say she thinks Tessa is in the bottom. She will offer herself as well as Lorelai and Victoria. Victoria's press is she thinks she had good critiques and she wants to know why if she has a feeling that the ladies just don't think she deserves to be there. Now, Meta says that all in all, it was a great teamwork and they did their best they could do and use everyone's strengths. Okay. <laughs> so, usually in this little untucked portion, we get a little insight on why person is about to go home or or we'll see how they're feeling. Did Lily say anything? I really don't think so now that I think nope. about it. Just, yeah, nothing. She wasn't even named as the bottom. Right. The queens return as decisions have been made. And things are going to get very Drag Race Thailand. Because we have two winners. One for the Drag Advertising Challenge. And one for the Runway. The Maxi Challenge winner is Nikita Vegas. The Runway winner is Pandora Knox. What the fuck just happened? Yeah, it, they've never done that on in any of the previous episodes, so it felt very strange. And also, it just, you know, I, I really appreciated what Pandora did, and I thought it was a very funny direction to go. So not to take anything away from that, but also, if you're going to have a winner of the runway... How could it not be Lorelai Rivers? I, I don't just, get it. Like, You're right. I just don't, yeah, I don't understand it, it. Yeah, even in a universe where this sudden choice of there's a winner of the runway and a winner of the challenge, which is just strange in and of itself, even if you're going to do that, how do you not land on Lorelai as the winner? I don't understand. If you're splitting it up, Kelly is the winner of the maxi challenge. Lorelai yes. is the winner of the runway. Yes, 100%. I think what we're learning is they could not decide who won both because no one was solid in both. Yes, which is also accurate. But to then say, no, we're splitting it up and not give it to Lorelai, that feels nasty. Yeah, it was just, a sh it was so bizarre to me because there was just every element that felt really unique really distinct, such a different direction. Because even if you want to say Pandora's was very impressive, which it was, it was a lot of fun, but other people had the huge chess going on. So that was done by people. Like you were mentioning before too, the bikini and being the German flag was a good gag, but why not put a little stone on it or make it more exaggerated? There were elements of that that felt as though it could have been taken a little bit more and pushed further. Whereas with Lorelai's, I don't think you could push it anymore. I think that was such an amazing execution and just so unique. We, we've been saying it, but just to make all of those choices and be so distinct from the rest of the crowd and then somehow when they're splitting it not have her be the winner of the runway it i didn't get it at all we hadn't heard zero negative critique for her we heard no one say she was bad and yet the results here kelly yvonne victoria metamorkin and lorelei being safe leaving lily and tessa the bottom two how did we get there yeah it there was 
honestly so little context I mean the contestants were saying it themselves right that when they went back they just had no idea because it even especially in terms of what we were shown as viewers it just was not clear I really really wanted more context and understanding for the way that this judging played out because just across the board winners losers whatever you want to call it just seemed to be a little bit haphazard and just this is what we're going to do it's almost like, and, and and I don't want to be conspiracy theory here, but it is almost like they were going to be judged as teams. But if they were judged as teams, the bottom three would have been Lily, Tess, and Pandora, but they did not want to give Pandora a negative to her overall track record. So they gave her a win. Mm. And because of that, they had to force somebody else on the middle team, and that was going to be Lorelai because she had the worst performance, which is not fair. Yeah. It should have been Team Nikita, Kelly, and um, Yvonne win. Give one of them the win. Fine. If you want a Nikita, fine. Then make your middle team safe. And then have your bottom three from the team that had the actual bottom two. I can get on board with that. Because having Lily in the bottom over Victoria and the Brittany, it just does, it doesn't compute. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That was my interpretation of it too. I did not understand how looking like Britney was something that was considered safe for the overall challenge, which was about how you're selling the product, how you're engaging with the team, all of these other elements. Like for me, she absolutely should have been in the bottom. The song is about damn time by Lizzo. First off, where are the German tracks? And yes, I mean, you're giving this song to Tessa, who has performed the shit out of everything she's done against someone who is more of a conceptual drag artist. Like, it's almost like they did not want Lily any further. And this was done on purpose. Right, which may- maybe it was. You were saying it before, conspiracies and whatever, and maybe reading too much into it. But... I do feel as though sometimes it's not just true of this particular instance, but I do think that there's been other times in other franchises where they're just like, we're done with this person. And so how do we just get them gone? You know, I think that unfortunately does happen. And for some reason, that was how this was treated. Now, I, I we, we know many examples in the past where production is asking the queens to do X, Y, Z, either in confessional or in, in the room, whatever. They don't give it to him. And then mysteriously, that person's eliminated. And you're like, but but why? Um, maybe Lily's not giving them the content they wanted. Maybe something happened behind the scenes. Maybe she's like, I don't want to be here anymore and I need to bow out. I don't know. We don't we don't know. It just didn't compute. Lily did have some trouble with the English. I'll call it like it is, but she should have had a lot more rope to hang herself compared to the bitch who's now been in the bottom three out of four times this season. Yeah, and it's to me, too, to be honest, maybe it's just because we've seen her lip sync so much. I really honestly didn't even think that Tessa won the lip sync, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think Lily held her own. She would have won against a lot of the other queens. You can't deny that Tessa is a fucking outstanding performer. I mean, the wig snatch gave us that blonde wig perfectly timed. Yet when you ha- saw the wig, you're like, wow, 
that is the stringiest fucking wig I've ever seen in my life. Right. Um, but then she went into that little temp temper tantrum thing on the floor with the wig and the face. And I was like, that's 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 good. So I understand the result of the lip sync, but this is drag race. There's more to just winning a lip sync because I don't know how Tessa goes much further than this. Well, and I mean, maybe she doesn't, right? Because I think sometimes they they build up that narrative a little bit of this person's been in the bottom a bunch of times. They survive a bunch of the lip syncs, and then finally, it just is their time to fall out. Um, so maybe that's something that's a, a building broader storyline here. Because um, I do also feel like they have, if it wasn't in this episode, then they have referenced a little bit of that piece of just, you know, Tessa is not bringing it the way that the other ones are and she's having trouble keeping up so maybe there is that further context of things we're not seeing about maybe production just saying it's time for Lily to go and then Tessa was just the vehicle to do that Tessa stays Lily is the first shock simulation of the season do you agree I really don't again and I think it's just you know, I can I can appreciate that Tessa is a strong performer. I'm not trying to take away from that. I think that with her lip syncs and all of that, she is entertaining to watch. I think for me, though, just like we're, similar to what you were saying, I think when we look at it objectively, looking at the runway and some of those other elements, even just from this one episode, I just didn't think that Lily should have even been in the bottom, let alone be no. the one who's going home. And I thought she sold the lip sync well enough to warrant, okay, this, you know, we, we've seen Tessa now be in this position multiple times. Maybe it is just time for her to go in terms of even just the lip sync. I don't know. Yeah. I really, I thought this was a strange week. I really did not think that, um, Lily should have been the one going home. I'm very curious to see how the queens are going to react to this. So, burning question time. Are you ready? Ready for it. What is Lily's legacy? The entrance look? Because it really stood out to you. Um, yeah, I mean, gone too soon. Yeah, yeah, maybe a gone too soon. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? I'm actually going to say that aside from her runway look, I think Kelly had the best episode. Yeah, I mean, I'll give her that. Or Angela Merkel. She had a great episode, too. <laughs> yes, yes, it could be. Although I don't even know if she did because some of that makeup was heinous. They really did her dirty. So I don't I don't know if she actually had the best week. Well, guess what? Next week, another acting challenge. Who's going to do well? I think we're looking at the same. I think we're looking at Kelly doing really solid. I think clearly they enjoy Nikita's acting. So I think she's going to rise up to the top. And then I don't see how we don't have a similar bottom again. I think Tessa is probably going to continue being in trouble. I think Victoria is really on her last legs at this point. You know, she needs to really diversify the package to last longer. It's crazy. This is probably, this is going to be like the third acting style challenge. And I'm assuming the week after that, it's going to be snatch game. So these girls are really getting their acting chops in. Yeah. Got to hone that skill set. After four episodes, the winner of the season is. I am going to say that I think the winner is either Pandora Knox or Metamorkid, honestly. It's going to an Aust- Austrian. I'm telling you that. I'm going to lean closer to Metamorkid. 
um, just because I think there's a little more life and vibrancy that we've seen through the edit. Um, Pandora's had a lot of content, but nothing that's giving us an arc. Yeah, and, and that's how I am seeing it as well. I think reflecting on the episodes so far, um, Metamorkid has been doing well enough and has a lot of different skills. And I think especially as one who typically really brings it on the runway so there's all of that happening but i have been i think as the season continues to go on tuned into that more of just it feels like metamorph is getting a lot of character development we're seeing more range we're getting a whole story more fully than we are compared to pandora at this point who is just doing well it's true all right well where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug Yes, absolutely. So you can find me when I'm not hooking up with your boyfriend or your husband. Hey, hey, on Instagram at OG double underscore fag. And you can also find me on Blue Sky just at OG fag. So you can keep up with all of my antics and whatever else I'm getting into all the time. Follow me for more. I'm here for it. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Always such a great time.